you weren't exactly open to it before. But since the pandemic's totally been killing your social life for the last 13 months, you're finally receptive of the idea of using a friendship app. You know the kind, where you swipe for friends the same way you would for new romantic connections. In our increasingly technological world, it's a tool that many modern women have included in their how to find friends toolkit. After receiving several messages from women about how to optimize their experience, specifically with apps like Bumble BFF, I've invited Dana Hamilton, who is a writer and dating app expert, to tell you exactly what you need to do to find legitimate friends on a friendship app. This week, she's breaking down, one, why more women are turning to friendship apps to find meaningful platonic connections. Two, how to write a bio to present yourself in the most attractive light. Three, two words you definitely want to avoid when describing yourself. And finally, the secret to elevating a simple new connection to a possible potential in real life friendship. And I'm not going to lie, even though this podcast centers around female friendship, you can totally steal every single one of these tips and apply them to your dating app journey. But I digress. So whether you're already swiping for friends or you're just considering jumping in the waters, you're going to want to listen very closely while Dana breaks it down. Oh, and if you're looking for other ways to make friends outside of a dating app, I want you to go search my name on Amazon because I've released a 90 page $6 ebook to help you with this very thing. So while you go and look for that, let's have a dance party, shall we? This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, we got you. I'm Danielle Byer Jackson, a certified friendship coach, and I am here to help you through it. I'm so excited for today's episode because it is in direct response to messages I've received from you about Bumble BFF. And we're about to give you the cheat code because today I have Dana Hamilton, who is an anti-diet dating coach and a dating app expert. And she is going to break it down for us in terms of how to put your bio together, how to make yourself attractive to new friends, because there's an art to that. And she's going to walk us through it. So Dana, first of all, thank you so much for being here on the show with me today. Thank you so much for having me. As a, a dating app expert, mm-hmm. talk to me about your experience in this world. Yeah, so I've, <laughs> that's so funny. I'm like, I've been on dating apps for a million years, but that's <laughs> true. So how I kind of got started was um, I started writing about sex and dating in, I want to say 2015 um, and giving dating advice from uh, the perspective of a recovered person um, and I really enjoy dating apps. I think dating apps are just a modern bar. It's like, it's where we meet people. I think people, there's a lot of shame about meeting people on dating apps. And I think there's even more shame about meeting friends on dating apps, which is really unfortunate because it's, I tell people dating apps are the digital bar, the digital yoga class, the digital uh, coffee shop, the digital bookstore. It's like everywhere people used to be able to meet people organically. We just don't really have that anymore because of the digital age. Um, And so I became a dating app aficionado um, when I, especially when I started road tripping. So from 2017 to 2019, 
I drove across the United States and back and dated all across the country. I lived in nine different cities and I used different dating apps depending upon which city I was in and discovered, you know, what is used most often, what gets the most results, where, where are people at depending upon where they are in the country. Um, and that's kind of how I got into becoming a dating app nerd, um, figuring out different strategies for bios and pictures and features to get you the type of connections that you want to have. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I know with that kind of experience, you have stories for days <laughs> and, <laughs> and sometimes you share them on your Instagram and that's really yeah. fun. Um, so, so, you know, for women who are listening, who are like, okay, but this shows about friendship. We're talking about dating. We're about to make the connection here because I think for so many women who are trying to get out there and create meaningful friendships, I think a lot of us are starting to realize gosh, this feels like dating. And I once had a client say during a coaching call, you know, she's writing down the tips and we're talking through strategies and she chuckles to herself and she's like, Oh my God, it feels like dating. And I was like, yes, yes, exactly that. But we've so often seen friendship as an organic thing you fall into. And when you have the social backdrop of school or now work removed and you're at home, how are we supposed to meet people? And now we've Mm -hmm. got to flex some muscles that we never really had to exercise before. And so a lot Mm -hmm. of women have turned to apps like Bumble BFF to figure out how do I get connected with other women? And then How do I keep it going? Which is the real pain point that I'm seeing. So I thought you'd be the perfect person to come and kind of walk us through um, how to do that. But yes, so people, like you said, it is platonic dating. Like finding new friends is just platonic dating. People are turning to Bumble BFF to find friends. Um, and back in the day before the pandemic, it used to be, I found that a lot of people were using it while traveling. So if they were a solo female traveler and they wanted to do something in a city and they didn't want to do it by themselves just to find company. And that's what I did when I was road tripping. Um, There were certain cities where I didn't know anybody. So I would log on and just have ideas for things I wanted to do and places I wanted to see. And also just sometimes I wanted to have lunch with someone other, you know, and not be by myself or check out, you know, an event where I wouldn't have felt safe or comfortable by myself. Um, so yeah, Bumble BFF is a really cool tool where you can swipe for friends instead of for dates. Nice. And so a lot of us, it starts with kind of like the mindset work of like, wait, I can take this approach for friends too. Yes, mm-hmm. you can lean in. Okay. So once a, you know, woman, you know, gets her profile started on the very first task is determining how do I want to present myself? What do, yeah. what do I say? What do I highlight? How do I, you know, come across as the cool person as I am, but not trying too hard. And there are all those questions about how do I present myself to this world? Women will be determining if they want to befriend me. And Mm so um, what are some of your tips there in terms of getting started with the bio? So my tips for um, Bumble BFF are actually very similar to the tips that I give for people for bios on a dating app, which is you want to have a blurb about yourself. You want to have a blurb about what kind of like connection you're looking for. It's like, do you want to like, have you just moved here? And what I used to see a lot or a lot of people in the military scooting around the country a lot and having to create new friend groups wherever they go. Maybe it's for a year, maybe it's for a month, maybe it's for a few years. Um, it's like, do you did you just move here and you need a new like crew? <laughs> did you move here and, or like, have you been here for a while and you just want to expand your friend group? Are you looking for someone just to grab a coffee with or have a buddy, uh, like an accountability buddy um, 
to go to book club or to go to a workout class or what have you. And then I always have people end their bios with a question because one of the hardest parts about Bumble BFF and just like dating in general is sending that first message. And a lot of people draw a blank on sending that message. So give, help, help someone out and have a question in your bio that gives, gives them an opportunity to, to um, talk a little bit about themselves and get to know you a little bit more. And it has to be more than like, beach or mountains, tacos or pizza. Like think of, <laughs> think of, and what I have my clients do are think of qualities in a person that you would really, that you get along really well with. Um, and the other thing that I also recommend in terms of bio things that people don't recognize with Bumble is you have a space for your bio. You also have three prompts for questions, use them. The thing I need to remind people about with dating apps in general is that they're an app, just like any other app, there is an algorithm at work and it can work in your favor or against you. And with every app, they prioritize new users and they prioritize people who use as many features as possible. So if you have nine slots for photos, use all nine. If you have three Bumble prompts for you to answer, answer all of them. If you have 300 characters to fill out in a Bumble bio, try to use as much of that as possible. You have such a small amount of time to get someone's attention. You have such a small amount of word count to talk about yourself. Please use as much of it as possible. Don't have a one-line bio. People are not going to know what to think of you. So I, I recommend doing the three, the three blurb rule, which is a blurb about yourself, a blurb about what you're looking for, and a question that inspires deeper conversation. One, I love your tip about establishing your objective. And so many of us jump into anything in life and we don't even know why we're doing it. We're just doing it. But mm -hmm. to go in knowing what you'd like your outcomes to be um, helps you define like who's right for you, who's not based on what you're looking for and setting expectations so that they go into it knowing like, oh, you're military, you travel. Okay, great. It could be either a great conversation starter or it just gives them more context on, on how to connect with you. And so I, I love that tip about establishing like, your objective, and then asking a question is so simple, but so powerful to invite conversation is interesting. I remember, so back in the day I was on dating apps. I actually, little known fact, met my husband on Tinder. We like to tell people we met at Bible study, um, but, <laughs> but we definitely, we definitely met on Tinder. And I remember that I had certain interpretations of the guy or the person on the other end who has the one sentence thing of thinking yeah. like, okay, lazy, or they don't care, or they're not interesting. And so we certainly don't want to, you know, send that message unintentionally just because we don't feel like or know how to complete all the spaces. Right. And also like, feel, don't be afraid to lead, like, it's okay that it feels a little uncomfortable, but there was a study conducted in 20, uh, 17, I believe, by OkCupid, that people who are most successful on dating apps are people who use positive language. So things like like, love, and trying to steer away from negative language. So for example, I know a lot of people on Bumble are like, don't tell people we met here. It's weird that I'm on here. It's like lean into the fact that we're all here for the same reason. We're all here just to make connections. That's a beautiful thing. That is not something to be ashamed of. So I know it can be really tempting to address how quote unquote awkward it is to be on Bumble BFF. I've also heard people be like, I feel like such a loser that I'm using a dating app for friends. And it's like, you're being smart. You're doing, this is self-care. 
I, I know that when you and I last spoke, Danielle, you told me this statistic about how friendships and platonic love are some of the most stable relationships in our lives compared to romantic ones, that they're the ones that really aid in our overall life, like quality of life and are just more dependable and have better outcomes, honestly, and longer lasting than uh, romantic love. So it's like, remember that you're doing this to create more community for yourself. And that's beautiful. That is not something to be ashamed of. Listen, if you're enjoying this week's episode and you want to see me critique women's real Bumble BFF profiles according to Dana's insight and research that I know about attracting new friends, you're going to want to sign up for my personal email newsletter list called Want to Come Over. That's the title of it. It drops every Friday morning and you can join by following me on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson and going to the link in my bio, click the button that allows you to subscribe to the Want to Come Over newsletter and then tune in this Friday as you watch me critique for women's actual real life Bumble BFF profiles. Be sure to sign up right now so you don't miss out. I'll see you Friday. Another thing that I like to remind people is the way you talk about yourself on a dating app is not the way you talk about yourself on a resume or with your family or with, you know, uh, Joe Schmo down the street. So talk to, use language and remember that like, this is, this is marketing. You're just marketing yourself. So um, be wary of using negative language in your bio because it just repels people, it turns people off. There are ways to say things. Something I like to remind people too is if you're like, I hate X, Y, and Z, you know, people with this political affiliation, or if you, if you believe blah, blah, you know, screw off type thing, you can say instead of that, like you're allowed to have boundaries and preferences, but you can say, I tend to get along with people who blah, blah, blah. I tend to get along with people who are, you know, liberal and political affiliation or an LGBTQI ally, or I tend to get along with people who are nerds and have really nerdy interests and let's talk Star Wars, you know? And the other thing that I also wanna, um, another tip that I like to give people on Bumble BFF is get hyper-specific ideas for things you would want to do with friends. So do you wanna go see the latest XYZ film at the movie theater? Write that in your bio. You want to have margarita night and get a bunch of people together, write that in your bio. You need someone to go on that, uh, you know, mountain biking excursion with, that sounds fun to you, or you want to learn how to sail, or you want to have someone practice a language that you're rusty on together. Get those ideas in there because I know I'm way more likely to reach out to somebody when I'm like, that's something I want to do. That sounds like fun because even if the company kind of sucks or you don't hit it off as friends, at least you're doing something together that you enjoy. This is so good. And the theme here that that's emerging to me from all the wonderful things you're saying is the amount of thoughtfulness required. <laughs> and it's so interesting because I wonder how many women are showing up on these apps looking for friends and they haven't thought through why they're there. They're putting very general interests. They don't have any questions. They've got the negative language. And then they walk away from the experience like, well, I didn't find anybody and nobody right. connected with. And it's like the two are connected, right? There is a strategy to this. This is the people who go on dating apps and are successful or people who go on apps in general are, and are successful. Like think about you and I as entrepreneurs and being trying to be successful on Instagram. 
we know that we have to be active every day. We know that we have to market ourselves in a certain way. We know the tips and tricks for photos. We know the tips and tricks for writing a caption. We know hashtags. There is a strategy to being successful on an app, regardless of what kind of app it is. We know now that Tinder has an algorithm that rewards you when you're on even swiping just five minutes a day. We know that now. We also know that the more features you use, especially, and this is like Facebook, this is Instagram, this is Tinder, this is whatever. The more, the more of the app that you utilize, the more you're rewarded. So please don't go onto apps thinking that you can just wing it because stop and think about what you would like and what you would like to get out of the, the interaction. And the biggest pitfall that I see people fall into, especially with those prompts, is I like to ask my clients, if someone read your answer to a prompt, I want you to be able to ask yourself, what do they just learn about me? So, so for example, if there's a Bumble prompt that's like, my zombie apocalypse plan is dot, 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 and you say to perish or like whatever. I saw that, I saw that recently with a client and I thought it was really funny. That's funny, but like, what do I, what do I know about you now? I know nothing versus when I see someone with the prompt, my third grade teacher described me as the person who won't shut up or the person who most likely to you know, be famous or whatever. Now I know a little bit more about you. And there, there are definitely prompts and there are definitely phrases and bios that will teach you, will help you teach, your, teach other people about yourself um, because there are so many garbage prompts and there are so many throwaway lines that mean nothing. Think of qualities that light you up that might not necessarily be the things that other people are looking for. Particularly like, like I said, if you're a nerdy person or into nerd culture, highlight that. If that's something you really want to connect with somebody. If you're a super physically active person and you're the type of person where it's like, let's go sailing in the Cayman Islands and let's go to the Grand Canyon the next weekend, see that in your profile. The things that you're saying are making me recall, you know, things that I, I know to be rooted in research or things that we've shared here before on, yeah. on the podcast. And so like, you know, for example, you saying, you know, try your best to position things in a, in a positive way. Don't talk about what you hate, but what you love. We've talked here before about, you know, this, um, a triangle known as the frontimacy triangle that was designed by a friendship expert Shasta Nelson and the idea is that you need three components to experience depth in your friendship and so if you think about these words along each side of the triangle those uh those traits are positivity consistency and vulnerability but positivity yeah. is at the base of the triangle because she argues that that is basic that is yeah. fundamental. And if there's no positivity in our relationship, meaning it's not a pleasurable experience to be around you, I'm not going to elect to build to the other two things because it's not fun being around you. What do you enjoy? That's attractive. I want to be around other people who see, you know, they have a positive worldview. Um, that's attractive. That's magnetic. That mindset is a big part of it too, because if you go onto this app thinking you're going to have a bad experience or you think it's weird or you think you're not going to meet good people, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy, like no question. Um, whether it be dates or friends, like mindset is also key. So yes, self-confidence is absolutely a part of it. And something that I like to help with um, help boost self-confidence is make sure I, oh, people think I'm crazy for suggesting this, but turn off notifications on your apps. Because if you drive yourself crazy by being like, I have to be at the beck and call of every message that I receive, it's going to set a precedent that you are going to be 
like automatically available all the time. So it's okay if you get a message back from somebody on Bumble BFF and you don't answer right away, or if it's a dating app, same thing, because you want to set a precedent that you'll talk when you can and you won't when you can't, and it's okay. People are need to be patient. That the, These things take time. You're not going to meet your best friend overnight, and you're not going to miss out on a best friend by not getting back to somebody within 30 minutes. It's just not going to happen that way. So mic drop, I'm happy to plug in when I can and when I can, I'm not available and how that would be important throughout the duration of the friendship should it work out. Absolutely. It's like, if we want to create healthy relationships, whether they be platonic, romantic, or otherwise, they have to be rooted in truth and they have to be rooted in positive boundaries and healthy boundaries. It's like, we don't, we can't be immediately available to our partner or friends or family all the time. We have to be able to like, connect with other people and for it to not be a stressful endeavor. And the only way that we can do that is by creating boundaries and by creating strong boundaries from the get-go. I'm going to ask you this. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but when I do receive, you know, we brought you on because I, I do get these questions about like, how do I optimize my bio for Bumble BFF? How do I make the most of it? Um, a lot of those messages also ask, you know, how do I keep it going is a big question. So it's like, oh, it felt cool. And we had a couple exchanges and then it faded. And that's the story of every interaction. Do you have any tips on how to keep things going in that momentum? Yeah. So one thing I like to tell people is um, conversations are a game of tennis. um, And some people know how to play the game and some people don't. Um, It's a little bit more tricky on dating apps. And I love to tell people like, people like when when you were talking earlier about like oh if you don't have a bio filled out it means you're lazier uh if you don't have your bio filled out it means you don't care a lot of people really do care they just don't know what the hell they're doing i like to give people the benefit of the doubt that we're all trying our hardest and we're all doing our best but with the with bumble bff ask a question you're gonna lob a ball in the form of a question and it's their responsibility to answer and lob one back and it's that exchange and some people do not know how to do that and it's okay so for bumble bff though i think the thing that's really important because it is we're not talking about a romantic context we're just talking we're just trying to see if we can get along is try to get your conversation off of text and into real life as soon as possible so the great thing about bumble and now tinder i recognize has this too is there's a built-in video chat feature Also on Bumble, there is a built-in voice note feature, which no one uses, which I don't, I am shocked by because every time I send or receive a voice note, it feels way more human. I feel way more connection and I feel way more excitement to talk to somebody if we're actually freaking talking. So if you, if you see something kind of burning out, ask a question in the form of a voice note so people can hear the inflection in your tone and kind of humanize you as opposed to just being this like, this non, this digital person that exists on an app. That's something that I would recommend. And also use a video, ask for a quick video chat. Say that, you know, if you find that you have a, uh, an album that you like in common or a TV show that you like in common and you just watch the latest episode, you want to talk about it. Or, you know, are you team, uh, this is such a throwback. I'm like team Edward or team, you know, whatever. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to have that kind of conversation, it can be as, simple as I want to talk about a common interest that we have versus like, let's get on a phone and talk about what, like how your day was, you're a complete stranger, you know? So have an idea of what topics that you would like to discuss. And I love that Bumble and Tinder are offering video chat stuff because that way you don't have to give out your phone number. 
If something doesn't work out, you can just unmatch. It's not that big of a deal. So I would recommend getting it into real life as soon as possible, because especially with, with, um, with friendship, trying to find friends on apps, we want to humanize each other as much as possible. And so I so appreciate like all your insight. And I know that there are women who are listening right now who are like, okay, I need to look this woman up for those who love your tips and want more in this arena or want to work with you one-on-one. How can we follow along with you? Sure. So you can follow me on Instagram and my handle is Dana underscore Hamilton underscore. My website is DanaHamilton.com and you can see all of my uh, writing. I've written for Playboy, Cosmo, Marie Claire, all these wonderful places, Tinder, Bumble, all those lovely blogs. Um, and I also have a Patreon and that is patreon.com slash Dana Hamilton. And I like to remind people that this is supposed to be fun. Dating is supposed to be fun. Finding friends is supposed to be fun. I know it's anxiety producing. I know that it can be really hard to get out of our comfort zone, but the end result is just play. It's meant to be playful and fun and, and having more tools in our toolbox in the form of community. All right, ladies, here's your homework. Whether you're building your profile for the very first time, or if you now feel inspired to go back in and polish things up a little bit, we've created a checklist to help you according to Dana's tips and my uh, research insights as to what I know to attract friends. And we've included that checklist on our website, betterfemalefriendships.com. So go to the website today, download your checklist, upload that profile, and then get out there and make friends. And then remember that I am here for you always rooting for you on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships.